Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let me welcome you here today and remind you, first of all, if you have a prayer request, if you'll raise your hand, one of the ushers will get you a prayer card. All right. Our pumpkin patch is still open. It's open today. Stop by and get your pumpkins. There's still a fair selection left. We've sold a lot of pumpkins. Anyway, there are two, four, and six. Two, four, and six. And we're also open tomorrow from 4 to 6 through Friday, and then again next Saturday from 10 to 4. Okay? Mark your calendar. Save the date. Our annual Halloween carnival and truck or treat, which is always a lot of fun, is set for Sunday, October 26th. That would be two Sundays from today? Yes. At 5 p.m. Volunteers are still needed. Contact Katie. We're accepting donations of candy and small prizes for the carnival games. All right. Basketball, not basketball. Baseball. Baseball, sign up time. It's time to sign up if you want to be part of the church league base basketball. <laughs> basketball, basketball. And there's an information about it is in the bulletin on the insert page and the announcement bulletin that you have. Um, there was also an email that went out this week about it. So I uh, hope that you saw that information. All right. Now, Charge Conference comes up on the 20th. That's a Monday night at 7 o'clock. If you remember the SBRC, you have to meet at 6.30 with the district superintendent. And then at 7 o'clock, all the administrative council members, you are the Charge Conference. There's always a question about that every year. Who's, who's a member of Charge Conference? Whoever's on administrative board, council, okay? And hopefully you'll be there and present to do the necessary business annually we have to do as a church for, with the conference. And you'll meet our new district superintendent, uh, Reverend George Al. And he said he did not want to run, write, read every one of those reports, which is probably a good thing since there are about this many of them. But he said he did want us to talk about whatever we liked or loved about Memorial Church. So if you're coming to the charge conference, be prepared for that. Okay. All right. Any other announcements? Then Cindy, it's yours. Will you stand and sing with us? When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply Just to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself. It's not what you have required. You search much Sorry for, for the day I've been. 
bow your heads and pray with me. Gracious Lord, we are so thankful for this day. We are thankful for the rain and that it cleanses and refreshes the earth. We are thankful for your spirit and the way it cleanses and refreshes us. Be with us this morning as we worship you and praise you and give it our whole heart. Help us to put you first in all that we do and all that we say and all that we are. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. If the children will come forward for the children's sermon and turn and greet your neighbor and tell them good morning. Have you ever been to a party? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have parties for a lot of things, don't we? What are some of the things we have parties for? Birthdays. Birthdays. How about Christmas? Mm -hmm. We have Christmas parties. We have class parties. Thanksgiving, you have a big party at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, it takes a lot of planning. Have you ever helped plan for a party? like your birthday party? You have a lot of decisions to make, don't you? It's a lot of hard work, like what, what the theme is going to be, what games you're going to play. There's a lot of hard work. 
and your parents help you out with that, right? Because it's a lot of hard work. Now, I want you to think about if you planned a great birthday party and you sent out your invitations and then no one came. How would you feel? Sad? Disappointed? Well, Jesus tells a story in the Bible about a king who had a son that was getting married and he wanted to have a big party for him and he invited a lot of people and he worked hard to make it the best party ever. But guess what? No one came. How do you think the king felt? Sad and disappointed. Yes, he did. So what he did, he sent his servants out into the streets and to invite anyone they saw to come to this party. And then the banquet hordes were filled with all the people. And that made him very happy. Now, God has got an invitation to all of us. Do you know what that invitation is? to come to heaven and celebrate his son Jesus. And every one of us have gotten that invitation. Do you think it's going to be full? Mm -hmm. We're hoping that everyone will accept his invitation. And we hope that maybe if you have a friend out there that hasn't accepted his invitation, you might want to encourage him to accept that invitation, because that's going to be the best party ever, isn't it? It will be. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for joining us to your heavenly celebration. And we pray if there's anyone here today who has not accepted your invitation, that they will do so soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. mercy hear our prayers oh loving God your steadfast love is everlasting and while we are able this day to come and together and to tell of your mighty works we know that we must confess that in the midst of our abundance we often fail to trust you and although you've promised to meet our every need, we depend upon our own abilities. And as we rely more and more upon our own desires and resources, these things become idols to us. You have called us to your feast, the wedding feast, and yet we choose to follow our own ways. In these things, we dishonor you and we move away from you. And we need forgiveness. Oh, Lord, forgive us our sinful ways this day. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to find contentment in what you provide. Give us a mind to let others know of your great love. And let's help the world to see Jesus in our faces.
O God, whose mercy is always offered to those who seek it, we pray you'd visit your children who suffer and for whom we pray this day. We pray that you'd restore their health, make them whole, that you'd comfort those who mourn and give strength to the discouraged. And we pray especially this day for Luke with his sickness. And we pray for the safety of Sean, a fighter pilot in the Air Force who's deployed in the Middle East. And we pray for Tammy and the loss of her husband, Craig. And we pray for a family friend who's struggling with their faith. And we pray for a mother and a brother who will have upcoming surgery. Oh Lord, we pray for all these and those that are listed on our prayer list. And now we pray for those personally in our hearts. Hear us, O God, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, and as He taught to pray this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I've decided to switch up a little bit. I noticed that uh, everyone else is on the right page but me. <laughs> That's not unusual. I was asking Brenda this, uh, yesterday evening, I said, uh, which gospel lesson are you on? Are you on the one paying taxes? She said, no, I'm on the one on the wedding banquet. I said, no, that's afterwards. She said, no, it's before. I said, okay, so I got to look. Who do you think was right? Brenda is always right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ahead. Give your attention to the word, Matthew 22, 15 which just occurs right after the wedding feast that was talked about in the children's time. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap Jesus and His words. They sent their disciples to Him along with Herodians, and they said, Teacher, the Herodians are people who followed King Herod. Teacher, they said, we know you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he asked them, Whose portrait is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. And then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And when they heard this, they were amazed. And so they left him and went away. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for these words that you give us. Help us now to understand uh, how these things fit in our time. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. 
You know, last week we had the children and they did a great job. We're really happy for that. And at 11 o'clock, I spoke about something that's often referred to as taxes around here, and that's paying our pledges for our apportionments and things like that. Uh, it is this time of the year. We're coming up in a few weeks uh, when we will make pledge again on how we want to support the budget next year. Uh, I hope you don't think of those as taxes, but think of them as ways to support Jesus Christ and His church. Um, I will tell you, though, that I'm like everybody else here. I don't like taxes. I wish I didn't have to pay the first tax. But I understand they're necessary. I understand that if I want things like good roads or good schools or a police department, things like that, I'm going to have to pay some taxes. Taxes are part of life. They have been from the beginning of time. Right here, 2,000 years ago, they were talking about taxes. But to me, what this is really about is how to juggle the idea of being a citizen of heaven, which is what you guys are, and being a citizen in this world. And so we have this little give and take here where they're trying to trap Jesus. Now, if Jesus had agreed with them that it was right to pay taxes to Caesar, the religious authorities would say he was opposed to God. And the people would turn against him. If Jesus had said that taxes should not be paid, he would have been handed over on charges of treason. It was a no-win situation. You ever been in one of those? But you see, Jesus saw through this and realized that really what needed to be said here and what, was, what he's trying to teach here and what's taught later by the Apostle Paul is that the issue really is not taxes. That's really not what the issue is. The issue is whether or not people who are followers of God, Christ followers like you, are we subject to the government? Are we subject to the government? Another way to phrase this question might be this. Should we support the pagan ruler over us who's messing up our country? Should we pay our taxes to him? That's really what those people were saying to Jesus. Remember that they were under the boot heel of Rome, which was, a, if there was an evil empire, that was one. And it really looked like Jesus couldn't win. But he said, as you heard, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God. And what Jesus is saying, I believe, is this. Whether you like your government or not, government has a rightful place in everyone's life. And people are subject to government and God at the same time. It's not either or. It's both and and. We're subject to earthly authorities, but we're also subject to our Lord's authority. And just like earthly authorities like Caesar have the right to claim a tax money, they have no right on our spirits, on our souls. Caesar has no right on our souls. Jesus' followers in those days had to face the dual reality of subjection to an evil authority and responsibility to God. And Jesus explained that they could do both if, and here's the key part, they kept their priorities straight. And so can we, living in our world today. We must understand that we have to live as citizens of heaven, 
while at the same time being a citizen of the earth. Now how do we do that? How do we do that? The first thing we do is we have to remember to keep our time and our priorities straight. We have to understand there should be a balance in our life. And we should understand that regardless of what we can see with our eyes, God's unseen hand is still at work in the world today. The Apostle Paul echoes this thinking when he writes in the book to the Romans 13, chapter 13, 1-7. The Apostle Paul says it this way. Now think about he's interpreting what he has heard Jesus say and teach. And he states, everyone must submit themselves to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. That's right. God still is in charge. And he goes a little further, Paul does, in verse 6 and 7 and says, Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If you owe respect, give respect. If you owe honor, give someone honor. And now this is really a radical teaching at the time. And to my opinion, it sounds pretty radical today, given some of the authorities in charge in the world today. And yet Paul is saying that this authority, in this case the Romans, must be respected. They must pay their taxes. And the reason Paul just reiterates Jesus' words is because Paul understands in a better, clear way probably than we can that God's hand is still in all things. God's hand is still in all things. And that being a citizen of heaven doesn't exempt us from respecting the authorities over us on earth. So I thought with a few weeks left before an important election. I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but I'm going to give you some advice on how you should approach elections as a citizen of heaven. Because you are a citizen of heaven. Because you have confessed and professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Paul says that our spirits are already alive in heaven. So what, here's some ways we can live as citizens of heaven in this, on this earth today. First and foremost, we need to seek the betterment of our communities. We need to seek that. We need to be active in that. We need to volunteer. We need to support uh, things that uh, are, are working in our community. Uh, we need to take time to get, get to know the people in our community. We need to get to know the leaders in our community. We need to pray for the leaders in our community. We need to see what the needs are around us. Another way of being a citizen of heaven while being a citizen on earth is to do this. Become involved politically. Become involved politically. There's nothing wrong with that. Be involved politically when possible and where your conscience allows. Learn the issues. Learn the candidates. Remember, though, that no one party is right on all the issues that are important to Christ's followers. Remember that. 
When you vote, you should always choose the party that's closer to your understanding of issues of justice and injustice as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to respect each other's opinions. And that's something that we really, as Christ followers, need to do and make a concerted effort to do. We need to respect each other's opinions, even when they're different than our own. You know, it seems to me like, more than anything else, we need just to realize how privileged we are. How thankful we should be to live in a place where we can actually have a say and make a difference. You know, many places today don't have that luxury. They don't have that freedom. You know, here in our country, you can complain, you can make fun of the country's leaders. Three of the top shows on TV, that's all they do. Uh, Colbert and uh, John Stewart um, and I forgot the other one. But there's three. These, these guys are constantly making fun of the government. And guess what? Nobody shows up, arrest them and carry them off and put them in a concentration camp. We are so privileged to know and be able to make fun of our country's leaders without worrying about ending up in a prison. We can vote the people over us into office. Think about that. If you don't like somebody that's in office, you can vote for someone else. We can write letters to the editor. We can run for office ourselves. Or we can just plain whine and gripe. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of whining and griping people. <laughs> if you want to make a difference, get in there and make a difference. We live in a great place, friends. But we take it so oftentimes for granted. The other day I was watching a news report and they were asking people on the street, who's Joe Biden? Out of about 10 people, no one could tell who Joe Biden was. We need to be an informed electorate, okay? We need to be informed electorate. Do you know in this church, one of the members of the county council is a member of this church. Do you know that a member of the city council in Greer is a member of this church? Do you know their names? We, we need to be informed people. Christ, following Christ does not mean you'd never have anything to do with the government authorities over you. It's important, I think, for us to understand that we live in a fallen world. Whether we like it or not, that's the world we live in. And the question we have to answer then is this. Will we be a people who live and engage in the circumstances around us in such a way that others will want heavenly citizenship? Think about that. Will we live and engage in the circumstances around us so that others will want heavenly citizenship? You don't have to look real hard to see that Christians are often portrayed in a negative light in our country. How do we counter that perception? The way we counter that perception is that we need to be intentional about our passion for God's love and unconditional forgiveness. We need to be passionate about injustice in all its forms. We need to be so, so, such a good representative of, as a Christ follower of, the, of our citizenship in heaven that they will see in us 
something that they want to have themselves. That's the only way we're really going to change the world. When the world sees in us not hatred, uh, not, not uh, you know, uninformed people, uh, not people putting our heads in the sand, people who actually engage with the real problems that we face. When people see us acting as Christ would in every situation, then we will understand, yes, as Jesus taught, government has its place, but what's most important is to join in Christ's primary purpose for coming. And that is to restore people's relationship with God. That was Christ's primary purpose for coming to earth. To restore people's relationship with God. And the only way that will happen is if Christ followers need to see and exhibit Christ's love. And if Christ followers do that, then those who are not followers of Christ yet will see our love, not just our positions. So the question I think at election time always has to be, what will people see in me? What will people see in you? I hope that they see Jesus. I hope they see Jesus more than anything else. That is the most important thing that anyone could ever see in us this year. Amen. All right, let's stand and respond with our modern information. Let us join our voices. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. And life and death and life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to remind you before we uh, call for the offering is that during the next three weeks, I'm going to start a sermon series on, in the book of 1 Thessalonians. And if you would read 1 Thessalonians, you will be up to speed and ready to join with me these next three Sundays as we explore a very important book for living in our time. Let us have the ushers come forward now to receive our tithes and our offerings.
stand and sing with us. Open your hand. 
Receive now the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Almighty, Eternal, Triune God, and one God now and forevermore. Have a blessed week.